Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is David Smith. Yellow. David is the executive director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Dave, as you're well aware, I have white hair. <laughs> but I've noticed that you've gained a few white hairs, too. And I suspect, I suspect that the Democrats' legislative agenda at the state and federal level had something to do with putting them there. Yeah, I would say so, too. It's uh, uh, the, the agenda of the left is just getting further out to the left. The left wing can't go much further. They're going to fall off the cliff, Monty, with some of the things that they're proposing in Illinois and in, in, in Washington, D.C. It's beyond liberal. It's beyond liberal. They, they, they have a bill in Springfield. They want to expand comprehensive sex education to kinder, pre-kindergarten, pre-kindergarten, Monty. They have a bill in Springfield that would um, make bathrooms, multi... Um, Multiple occupancy bathrooms, all <laughs> right. gender. All gender. Yeah. I mean, all gender. And, and Monty, that's not doesn't stop it, too. It's not male and female. It's whatever else you might be. <laughs> right, right. Well, we want to go a little bit more detail on all those. Yeah. When I think that it can't get much worse. They ban Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> and they're banning everything else. That's right. Uh, if you think about it. Dave, when I think it just can't get worse legislatively, yep. uh, I'm reminded that somehow the Democrats find a way to make it worse. Right. I mean, for years now we have said um, that their pro-abortion agenda in Springfield, for example, has achieved all of its points, but yet they continue to come up with new ways to promote abortion in Illinois and kill more babies and to do it with our tax dollars. Now they want to repeal the Parental Notification of Abortion Act, which will just undermine, usurp parental rights, right? It's not even a good, <laughs> well, I shouldn't say, it's, it's a decent law that's in Illinois that provides the minimum safeguards for young women who might be, you know, bullied or uh, coerced or trafficked. Right. Um, this is a sex trafficker's dream. This is, absolutely. But now they want to take that notification part away. So the, the law that we're talking about is not parental consent. I want to make sure our listeners understand that. Okay, it's not say the law doesn't say you have to get consent from a mother or father or some other guardian. Right now, the law says they have to be notified. That's it. All right. So a 17, 16, 15 year old girl could get an abortion despite her parents' wishes that she didn't, or her guardian's parent's wishes. All they have to be is notified she's getting an abortion. Well, even if they're pro-choice parents, I use that in quotes, I, I would imagine they would want to know that their daughter's had an abortion just because of possible uh, medical problems that might pop up. Absolutely. Some of the consequences. When, if you've watched the movie Unplanned with Abby Johnson, 
she uh, her second abortion was a chemical abortion. Now, chemical abortions are growing in popularity, and I understand it's more than 40% of all abortions right now. That's a lot. And so if you watch the movie Abby Johnson's movie, um, Unplanned, she took the pills and she started to hemorrhage. She started to bleed. Now, they kind of gave her a warning, but not, not a sufficient warning. In her own words, she thought she was going to bleed to death alone because she didn't tell anyone um, on the bathroom floor, you know, in her apartment. And, I mean, this is a real scenario, real possibility. Parents should be involved and loved ones should know and be taking care of their daughter and, you know, maybe giving good counsel on the other loving options right. to abortion. And I would suspect that a lot of these girls who are getting pregnant at 14, 15, 16 have boyfriends that are 19, 20, 21. That, and that's right. That's right. And you know what? <laughs> or there's some incestual problems going on or there are, um, you know, bullies. You know, you don't know how many women are being manipulated into abortion. And by the way, the highest rate of abortion is not among the teenage girls. It's among the 20-something girls. And it's the same scenario that their boyfriends could be coercing them, their their husbands could be bullying them, abusing them. Where, where's the protection of the female caucus, right? The Me Too caucus saying no, no. You, you've got to protect these young women who might be, you know, susceptible to coercion and bullying and, and even abuse. Right. There's a House and Senate bill in the legislature that would repeal mm-hmm. the Parental Notification Act. That's right. Democrats have control of both houses of the legislature. We have a pro-abortion governor in J.B. Pritzker. Any chance that this can be defeated? The chance that we have is, number one, prayer. We need to pray uh, that these lawmakers in Springfield would not throw out this common sense bill, number one. Number two, we need to speak out. The pro-life community, parents, grandparents, we need to speak out loud and make an appeal. A lot of these lawmakers are parents. Appeal to that, you know, to that sense of justice and their right as parents to know what's going on. A lot of these lawmakers are parents of teenage daughters. That's right. You know, and so, you know, make that appeal. We have to, you know, pray and then make that appeal to our state lawmakers and ask them to please maintain this minimum. And I mean minimum. When I say minimum, I mean it's minimum um, law, this this law to protect our children, uh, our daughters. That's right. And you, you know that if they repeal parental notice. Yeah. We're going to see girls coming in from Wisconsin, Indiana, oh, and other states absolutely. where there are more restrictions well, on abortion. Well, we're already seeing that thanks to the foolish policies of previous administrations where, you know, we've we've opened up Medicaid-funded abortions. Taxpayer-funded abortions. And as a result, we have three new additional. When other states are going down in the number of abortuaries that they have, we are going up. And in Illinois, since we've done Medicaid abortion, we have three new abortion clinics. And I understand there's two more coming. Now, I'm not sure where, but Rockford is one I'm hearing about, too. Sure. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Monty, because some of these these are located 
conveniently off expressways not too far from the border, from Indiana, from Wisconsin, from uh, Missouri. You know, uh, so it's very convenient to be able to bring uh, these victims over for abortions. And I would suspect, and I, I don't know if this is true, but think about it. I think the so-called Reproductive Health Act requires abortion to be covered in insurance policies, right? And that could mean that you'll find out that your daughter had an abortion when you get the uh, bill from your insurance company. Right. The Thomas More Society is challenging the law in court, the Reproductive Health Care Act. Um, so we'll stand by and see if, if it uh, gets, dis, uh, what do you call it, um, rejected or struck down or parts of it is struck, are struck down. The taxpayer funding part, I think, uh, has a good shot of being struck down. Well, I mean, and, and if you look at what Obamacare, you know, what they wanted to force companies to uh, include abort, abortion, uh, abort in their health care, uh, and they some companies fought it, and they won Hobby at the Lobby, Supreme yeah, Court. Right. Hobby Lobby is one yeah. of them. That's right. Well, we need to stop this uh, effort to repeal the. Uh, parental Notice of Abortion Act. It was uh, what became law in 1995, but not enacted until like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 2012. Yeah, the ACLU fought it tooth and nail for what was it, 20 years? Almost 20 years. Almost yeah. 20 years, and yeah. they dragged it out in court. And then finally, uh, thankfully, uh, Justice Bob Thomas, former Chicago Bear, field goal uh, kicker, yeah. field goal yeah. kicker, and he was a, a Supreme Court justice. He's not. He's retired now, but. Um, he, uh, he's the one that really got it through, finally, uh, in, into law and established. Now, listeners have to understand this, too. Um, parental notification, they, they already have judicial bypass and right. all these things to enable young women to circumvent their parents' authority. But not knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. But just their authority. So they can go to the ACLU. They can go to Personal PAC or Planned Parenthood and say, I need a advocate, right? And they'll give them an advocate and, um, and then appeal to the, to the judicial system and get a bypass. So I don't understand why Personal PAC and Planned Parenthood are so intent on um, and, and getting this law repealed, the only thing I can think of is that they don't want parents' knowledge involved at all, parents involved in any way, shape, or form. I, I think it comes down to money, Dave, and here's why. If you have more young girls getting abortions, that helps the bottom line. No, I know, yeah. At Planned Parenthood. Uh, think about that. They're increasing their market share by yeah. doing this. Yep. Uh, it's all about saving Planned Parenthood money and increasing their profits. Well, yeah, it's that's, pretty... that's my take on it. And we need to stop this. So if you, you need to call your state lawmakers, your Illinois House member, your Illinois Senate member, people that serve in Springfield. And if you don't know their names, you can go to our website, IllinoisFamily.org, and click on to Officials Finder. You'll find their names and get their phone numbers and give them a, uh, a pleasant call, but uh, express yeah. your desire that they say no 
to repeal. No to repeal. Of parental notification. Phone number to Springfield, switchboard, you know, Monday through Friday, normal business hours is the best time to call. 217-782-2000. It's a really easy number to remember. 217-782-2000. And then just ask for your state representative. You know, uh, Make a second call later to your state senator and just ask them, him or her, to vote no to repeal on this uh, legislation coming up. You talked about the REACH Act, mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> going to bring so-called comprehensive sex ed to uh, a public school classroom near right. you, right. to your kindergarten child, uh, and on up. Yep. This is uh, really pro-LGBTQ sex ed. Yes. Pro-Planned Parenthood sex ed. That, absolutely. So you know, that's their definition of comprehensive. Listeners need to understand that you know um, I don't remember if it was about ten years ago um, we fought this battle um, for a bill for comprehensive, age-appropriate sex education um, that uh, went from sixth grade through twelfth, and they passed it. And now they're trying to expand it. You know, we said this way back then that they're not going to stop. They're not going to be satisfied with, um, you know, uh, corrupting our sixth graders through 12th graders. And now they're, they're, <laughs> they're, their cards are on the table. They want to push this um, pre-kindergarten through 12th grade. They want to teach this garbage. And a lot of it is how-tos, the how-tos of gay sex. And um, they're going to be introducing all kinds of um, wicked ideas into the uh, the minds of these young impressionable children, and you know what, Monty? What what, what makes it all the more worse? They're going to be couching it as good, right? Sure. As as Christians and anyone who subscribes to a Judeo-Christian biblical worldview, this is the antithesis of what we're trying to teach and instill in our families. It's the exact opposite. What they're calling good, the Bible calls evil. And, and th- this is a big problem. It is a religion that they're teaching their, our children. It's secular humanism. It's the religion of sex. It's the religion of sex, and, that, and that's their God, isn't it? And you can be sure if Planned Parenthood is involved in this, yes. kids are going to be taught about abortion of- and the, the value of abortion and the beauty of abortion. Well, well even before that... They're securing future customers, aren't they? Yeah. By doing this, they're teaching them and encouraging them to have sex, to experiment, and to engage in risky behavior. Uh, Monty, here's the the bottom line. You know, um, if you follow God's prescription of abstinence until marriage and the monogamy thereafter, you're not going to have sexually transmitted diseases. Okay? You're not going to have all these sexual problems. You might have an unexpected pregnancy, right? Sure. Uh, but you know what? That's a blessing, what the Lord calls a blessing. Children are a blessing from the Lord. So following the planned parenthood model that they're going to teach is going to lead a lot of children, a lot of our children astray and into a life of pain and misery and disease Promiscuity and, and death, the the death of a of a of a baby, or maybe an early death from sexual transmitted diseases. I have a friend who I grew up with in the church, 
who lived the gay lifestyle, he died at 51. 51. Wow. Right? So I'm telling you, um, it, the average age of a homosexual man who passes away is much younger than a heterosexual monogamous man. I think the Centers for Disease Control would back that up, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Well, it's not all gloom and doom, is it, Dave? Uh, of course not. We'll talk about a few things on the plus side after this. The Equality Act is even worse than you think. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. The Equality Act, which recently passed the House, is often branded as a civil rights bill for sexual minorities. In reality, it enshrines controversial ideas about sex and gender into law and then radically undercuts religious freedoms. Even more, it's the most pro-abortion federal legislation in decades. One provision of the bill reads, quote, pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical conditions shall not receive less favorable treatment than other physical conditions. But discrimination on the basis of pregnancies already illegal under the 1978 Pregnancy Discrimination Act. So why this new provision? Well, the phrase related medical condition is a euphemism for abortion. As Erica Bakioki writes in America Magazine, the provision means that an institution or individual that provides or funds health care but not abortion would be discriminating on the basis of sex and would have no recourse to federal conscience protections. As if we needed another reason to reject the Equality Act. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Thanks once again for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here along with David Smith. Hello. The, the executive director of the Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action. Dave, we've talked about what's happening in our public schools, uh, the REACH Act, the so-called comprehensive sex ed and public schools are trying to push that through the legislature. Yep. And, uh, and Lori's written a lot about all these articles on our website, so I encourage if anyone wants to learn more, Go to IllinoisFamily.org and look for Lori Higgins' articles. She's got a bunch of analysis and commentary on all these bills that we've talked about. And then the... In greater detail. Yeah, <laughs> much greater detail. The Joint Committee on Administrative Rules... That's right. ...went ahead and pushed through these on a party-line vote. They approved them, yep. The, the new teaching standards. That's right. What are they teaching, though? Uh, they're teaching hate, more hate of America, yep. more racial division, right? That's right. And, you know, um, uh, they're going to be teaching children the Black Lives Matter, the 1619 Project garbage, uh, the revisionist history of America, the racism. You know, America wasn't a, isn't an exceptional place. It was a... Um, Dirty, criminal, uh, exploitative. Founded uh, on on uh, slavery. Racist, right? Founded by white supremacists. Yeah. You know, white men are evil. Monty, you and I are evil. <laughs> um, and you know, I find it very um, off-putting to hear news commentators talk about um, a person of color is being hired here or there, or we need a person of color. You know, we're people of color too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's just not the right color, right? I mean, that's what they're trying to say. But, um, you know, Lori's article uh, on this uh, is on our website, and she says this. Um, uh, there's a few controversial ideas that she lists in bullet points, but um, let me read a few of them. <clears throat> so no, let, me make, let me back up before I do that. So these teacher standards, 
are going to be taught to upcoming teachers. These are college-aged um, students who are learning to become um, teachers. They're going to they're get certified, but to get certified, they're going to have to go through this program right. uh, and, and learn this, this, this propaganda. Propaganda that they're going to infuse into the classroom in, of in, all, in, in all the subject matter, even math. You, you've heard about the trickle-down you know, theory? Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is trickling down. Trickling right? down. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be taught in our colleges, and then these teachers, once they're certified, are going to be in the classroom trickling it down to our kids. Yeah, and think about it. If you think your Christian school is going to be immune from this, think again. Right. That's, because... That's right. These Christian schools are hiring teachers who probably will have to have gone through this to get their license. How many schools want to hire a teacher who doesn't have a license, right. who isn't certified? That's right. Right, right. Yeah. So, so let me read you this. So um, here are just a few of the controversial ideas that Illinois will now force teacher training programs and professional license, licensure to impose on all future teachers school support personnel, and administrators. So it's, they're going to do a thorough job of indoctrinating all these people, all right, so that they're going to be able to back up what they're going to be teaching in our classrooms to our students with our tax dollars. <laughs> so, um, so she says in this article, please note that the identities include homosexuality, cross-sex impersonators, and gender fluidity, gender fluidity. So these are, here's one point. They're going to teach this. Value the notion that there is not one correct, quote-unquote, way of doing or understanding something. Monty, this baffles me. So if the kids are not going to school to learn facts and truths and how to read, write, and do arithmetic, it sounds like they're saying there's an out here. Well, this is the way you do math. This is the way you do spelling. This is the way you do, right? It's your truth. <laughs> yeah, right. It's my way of doing it. It's, you know, so it's not your white male Eurocentric, right, way to do it. We have a different way to do this. Okay, so this is a big problem, especially when they start talking about two plus two can equal five, right? <laughs> you think about that. Right? Yeah, right. Right. So for for Christians, right, we believe that Jesus is Lord of all. Even math. Now I know that's hard for me to believe. Math? Math? Why would Jesus want to be Lord over math? But I'm I joke, I joke, okay, all right. There's truth. Okay? Jesus says I'm the truth, the way, and the life. There is truth. All right? In yeah. two plus two equals four. How many loaves and fishes were there? <laughs> <laughs> right. He, he gave a number. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. And so, so let me let me keep going here because we can get stuck on this one just alone. I mean, it's 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 like circular argument. Just mind-boggling. You know, they want to do this. So, so how can anybody not fail? That I mean, when you think about that, if there's not one way, one correct way of doing or understanding something. How can anybody fail anything in our public schools? Do, do you want someone building or engineering a skyscraper who doesn't believe there's one right way 
to set the foundation? Oh, you could be off by a foot. (laughs) (laughs) What's the problem? (laughs) You know, right? Right. Right. All right, we've got all this. Yeah. But there is a path forward. Right. You can go to the website, IllinoisFamily.org, and read these articles by Lori. Highly recommend them. Share them with people. Let people know what we're talking about here and what is facing our students in our government taxpayer-funded schools. But as Monty says, there is a path forward. Okay, we still live in a country where we have freedom. And we still live in a state that has got some good freedom, especially for homeschooling. Okay, so there's an option there. We still have great Christian day schools throughout the whole date. And there's something popping up called micro schools, where churches are getting together and basically creating a small one-room schoolhouse to teach a dozen kids or so at a time. Anyway, there's a lot of different options out there for parents, for grandparents. And let me speak to that for a minute, too. Sure. Grandparents, don't think that you're out of the picture, all right? If you're retired or semi-retired and you have time on your hands, you may be what your kids are looking for to teach your grandchildren and take up the homeschooling aspects and pick up some slack to help out. We need to get our kids out of government schools. They are in doctrine centers. They're teaching everything that is the opposite of what the Bible tells us to stand for. We need to realize that. We need to recognize that truth and then deal with it accordingly. You can't fight the system. The system is broken. The system needs to be demolished. So we need to take it on our own. And I want to encourage people. So any listeners, let me just say this. Any listeners in the Peoria area, we have an article on our website. There is a Peoria area um, homeschool conference going on March 11th through the 13th. So that's this week, at the end of this week, March 11th through the 13th. You can go to this Peoria area homeschool convention for Christians. So don't be surprised if you go there. And there's a lot of curriculum dealing with biblical worldview of everything. But you can get a better sense of what it would take and the resources that are available to you. And listen, brothers and sisters, there's a lot of resources available to you. In early June, there's another convention, and it's usually held at uh, the um, Olivet University in Bourbonnais, um, and that's usually the first couple days in June. Illinois Christian Home Educators. The Illinois Christian Home Educators. So you can go to the ICHE.org website for the specific dates. It's usually Thursday through Saturday in the first part of June. And um, their curriculum hall, Monty, you've been there with me. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you could spend days there. Um, perusing all the curriculum and all the options and all the great ideas. You can can, um, teach your children in so many different directions. It's so The different lectures they have, the speakers. uh, It's a cornucopia of uh, Christian home education. And and so they (laughs) they even have special workshops for those who might have autistic children. Um, You know, my wife and I now have a Down syndrome child. Guess what? I never thought I'd ever have to go through any of those workshops. Guess what? We're going to make ourselves available now to those experts and listen to them about how do you homeschool 
a Down syndrome kid. Right. And I, I'm supposing that there are some people out there saying, look, we can, we can fix the, the uh, schools if we take control of the school boards. Right. And right. Uh, we can be a blessing inside the school with our kids. And I'm a school teacher, and, you know, I work with the kids, and I'm a Christian, and uh, I, I'd be missed if I left the public school system. What do you say to all that? Well, um, I do believe we need to be good stewards of our tax dollars. So so I would encourage people, please, get on the school board. But we also, um, you know, that besides having an influence on who's hired and the curriculum that's going to be taught in the school, you also um, have a say on the budget, right? And so that impacts property taxes in Illinois. And anyone who lives or has a home in Illinois knows we pay a pretty penny for property tax that goes to education. Right. Right? So that's one part. That's the biggest um, part of your property tax bill. Right. And, and for those Christians who work in, in government schools, well, if, if you're outspoken, if you're a light of Jesus, if you're, if you're being an encouragement to, um, to fellow Christians that, that are working there or are, um, are students there, then keep going. Keep doing that and be a blessing. But don't fall for the lie. And the devil wants us to believe the lie that your children are somehow immune to being negatively impacted by the darkness that is being taught in that those classrooms. Those classrooms and many of those teachers are teaching and laying out snares that will impact and have an effect long-term on the spiritual mental and maybe even physical well-being of your child it's time to exit it's time to get out yeah it's beyond time to get out and and i'm almost embarrassed to say we're late we're late and uh more and more people though are realizing it you know dennis prager rush limbaugh before he passed away i remember hearing him you know recently in 2020 saying get them out government schools are our enemy so there's more and more voices coming and recognizing that, hey, the schools are broken and they're indoctrinating their, their, uh, our children with evil thoughts, leftist ideas that are not true. And you see what's happening in our culture today, <clears throat> yeah. and it's because these kids have gone through 12, 13 years of public government schools, then right. going to some liberal college, That's right. and now they're in positions of authority. But they're in is, our government. And this is exactly right. I'm going I'm to hit another topic. Lori wrote us an article um, last week about Bethany Christian Services. We see um, long-established, solid Christian organizations now caving into the culture. Why are they caving into the culture? Why? And by the way, and Lori wrote about this, why did they do a Barner poll before they made this decision? Why did they do a poll of all Christians in the you know, United States? They put their finger in the air. No. You know what? It, it, there's been enough Christians indoctr sufficiently indoctrinated <laughs> right. to, to think, well, it's okay to put a child, a needy child, into a home of a loving gay couple. Right? That's what they think. And, and, you know, and, and that pulls on your heartstrings, doesn't it, Monty? Sure. What's wrong with them loving? Because, you know, you're denying that child a chance of a loving mother-father home. 
you're putting that child into a home intentionally devoid of a father or intentionally devoid of a mother. And you're going to allow that child to grow up to think homosexuality is good. When the very Bible we profess to believe tells us that sexual immorality and those who practice it and approve of it will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow. Romans 1. You mentioned uh, worldview. Yeah. Well, when we talk about exiting public schools, give me some details in the coming weeks yes. about uh, what could happen, yeah. what we're praying will happen. And uh, we think it's going to make a big impact right here in Illinois. So We're praying it does. because yeah. So the, the board of directors for both Illinois Family Action, Illinois Family Institute, got together late last year for a strategy meeting, and uh, the consensus was um, government schools are number one enemy uh, of our children, and we need to move and do something there. And so we're going to be announcing a new project, a new initiative at Illinois Family Institute in the very near future. So stay tuned. I'm sure we'll do a podcast or two or three or oh yeah, a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned and uh, stay informed and uh, get ready to participate. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Dave, we also have something else coming up uh, that's going to be great. It's our annual Worldview Conference, a little later than normal. Right, in a new location. Uh, because of the COVID lockdown and the <laughs> the unpredictability of Governor Pritzker and whether or not they're going to be what stage of the game we're going to be at, uh, we're going to be in southern Illinois, in Collinsville, where we have a huge church, uh, Pastor Miles Holmes, Revived Church in Collinsville. He's one of our board members, and uh, he is opening up our church, uh, his church, on May 22nd for a worldview that we're going to be doing with a critical race theory and our friend Alex Newman about the very issue that we were just talking about, getting our kids out of public schools. Um, I've already got Stacy Washington, Stacy on the right. Maybe some of you already know her. She's a famous podcaster who's going to come speak. And I'm trying to nail down one or two other speakers. Um, and so uh, stay tuned for that great information. Will there be any political figures that might stop by? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> 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 well, you know what? You know, we've got some downstate um, state senator or and or f former state senator who um, are running for governor now. Yes, they have a number of our um, our conservative friends have announced that they're going to challenge J.B. Pritzker. And I've heard um, various numbers of his polling is pretty bad right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so he is not looking good at this moment. The numbers aren't big for J.B. no. <laughs> No. So, you know, hey, you know, next, can you believe a, a year from now we'll be having a primary election for governor mm -hmm. and and um, and for, you know, obviously state rep and state senators. But we'll also probably be voting on uh, in congressional districts that are redrawn, state legislative districts that are redrawn thanks to the census that came out. We're probably going to lose one U.S. representative House seat. Right. From Illinois, uh, could be Adam Kinzinger being redrawn in with Darren LaHood. It could be Mary Miller being redrawn in with uh, Mike Bost. But, you know, the Democrats will probably uh, be in charge of the redrawing of the, of the map. 
and they're not going to redraw any Democrat in with another Democrat. So, so anyway, they stick we'll, together. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but um, we'll be vocal about it as usual. Okay, Monty. Well, I'll just say this: um, I was down in Effingham and in Shorewood, where Darren Bailey, state uh, senator from the fifty-fifth, announced that he's running for governor. Yep. And let me tell you, I'm not saying that we're endorsing him. Or anything of that nature. Yeah, we don't know who's in the race yet. We don't all, all know all the parameters. But we like him a in, lot, don't out. we? But let me tell you, there were large crowds at both venues. Yeah. And enthusiastic crowds. Yeah. And I think his message, in fact, I'm sure it really resonated with those people. You know, he's he's gone head-to-head with Governor Pritzker over the shutdown and he has challenged Governor Pritzker as a as one of 59 state senators, right? Well, he was a state rep, actually, when he was doing this. But So he was doing it as a state representative, um, challenging the governor because downstate didn't have the problem upstate did with uh, the COVID infection rates. And he challenged the governor, let us stay open. And, um, and then also called into doubt the whole man, mask mandate, which, you know, I—, I Anyway. I, look, I look better in a mask, but that's just me. <laughs> so. So, so, so do all those carjackers who are uh, <laughs> right. flooding our streets in Chicago, right? Right, uh, right, right, uh, right, uh, right. So we need people to make a call to their state lawmakers about this pro-comprehensive sex ed reach act yep. and also about the potential repeal of parental notification of abortion. Uh, make a phone call. Uh, go to our website, IllinoisFamily.org. Click Officials Finder. You can find your lawmaker's name and phone number. Go to our website also for information about our upcoming Worldview Conference. And if people would like to donate, they could go to our website. <laughs> right, Absolutely. Dave? <laughs> Absolutely. We can, we can certainly use more revenue uh, to be able to do uh, this work and spread the news. We're, we only have a limited uh, megaphone, you might say. Uh, and with more revenue and more uh, stronger budget, we could reach further and wider. But um, let me also tell the listeners, uh, if you go to our site, IllinoisFamily.org, and click the bill tracker button, you can print off a PDF of all the bills that we're tracking, good and bad. Now, there are a lot of good bills, but we didn't talk about that today because, quite frankly, we're not sure if they're going to even get a hearing. Right. We've got a new Speaker of the House. Michael Madigan is out, so it's a new it's a new era. We've got a new Democratic um, uh, chairperson for the party in Robin Kelly. So we've got Speaker... Um, Chris, is it Welsh? Chris, Chris Welsh. Chris Welsh. And now we've got um, Democratic Congresswoman Robin Kelly as the party chair. So it's a new era. Um, the old white guy has been kicked to the curb. How about that? <laughs> well, we'll see what happened. I just want, wonder how far away from the curb he is now. Well, and how yeah. far away he is from yeah. the penitentiary. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Okay, you said it, not me. That's right. Please go to the website, uh, the Springfield Update. Yes. That is a valuable tool. You yep. need to get that. Look it over. Print it and, out. And print it out. And Share get it with it, people. Get it into the hands of people you know who are totally unaware of what's happening in Springfield. And our, our spring newsletter will have a lot of that information in it. So if you're not on our mailing list, 
call us and get on our mailing list, 708-781-9328. We only publish it three times a year, so it's not overwhelming. This is a 12-page newsletter chock full of great information, including the bills that we were talking about and others. So get on our mailing list, 708-781-9328, or email us at contactus at illinoisfamily.org. Contact us at illinoisfamily.org. All right. Remember the Worldview Conference, May 22. If you can make it down south, do so. And until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.